What Happened? by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. Adam and Eve were created physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually perfect in every way. They were in total harmony with all the universe. Sickness, pain, sorrow, and decay were unknown. They lived in a beautiful garden, planted and manicured by God himself, hobnobbed with angels freely, and every evening in the cool of the day, the father visited his children. Imagine a daily intimate moment in the physical presence of God, talking, fellowshipping with the creator of the universe. They were free to do all things and quite welcome to seek counsel from the Lord and wisdom, at all times receiving perfectly calculated formulas on which to build their lives. No evil was to enter their existence. Love, peace, and joy shaped the atmosphere around them. All of Earth's creation was placed under their care and keeping, so the animals were tame and friendly. No foliage was poisonous or harmful. The birds of the air were friendly. Even the creepy crawly things were in perfect order and not pesty each other or man. Everything was pure, unblemished, unmarred, excellent, paradisical. As we look around us today, we see quite the opposite. The world we know is diametrically the reverse of God's will, out of harmony with the rest of God's creation, with mankind himself, a champion offender. What happened? Two of God's creatures, one from the heavenlies, the other from earth, decided they wished to be like God. You would think that something created could not possibly think of themselves as equal with their creator. But pride clouded their thinking, and sin was birthed on both counts. Isaiah chapter 14 verses 12 through 14 reveals the first. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, or Satan, the devil, the serpent, the dragon, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations, by deceiving all mankind in one way or another. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation, on the farthest sides of the north. He will rule God's people. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Insanely absurd. Ezekiel chapter 28 verses 13 through 17 speaks about his perfect beginnings as created by God and what caused him to fall from grace. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering, the sardius, topaz, and diamond, beryl, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. You were the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. 
You are in the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones. He was created to guard and protect God's people, not destroy them. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created, till iniquity was found in you. By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence. His interactions with man, within and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones. He no longer has a part in guarding and directing God's government. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom. This was the wisdom Adam and Eve chose. For the sake of your splendor, I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings, that they might gaze at you. He is being exposed for who he is today. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 9, we see the rest of his names. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Genesis chapter 3 verses 4 and 5 shows us the second party in the downfall of earth's creation. Then the serpent, Satan, the devil, said to the woman, Eve, you will not surely die. The first lie, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. The second, she looked with pleasure upon him, swallowed his lies, and bit into his way of thinking, desiring the fruit of his logic. She was now in the same wavelength, or of one mind with Satan, turned her back on the Lord, and was disconnected from the mind of Christ. Satan, in his attempt to be as the Creator, knowing God rested from his works after creating all things, cleverly crossed species to produce altered creatures he could legally claim. He incited his fellow angels to look at the beauty of the daughters of man, arousing lust and perversion, provoking them to lawlessly take the women as wives, producing a race half angel, half man. God's creation was created each after its own kind. Therefore, all that is altered, he claimed by default as his. Because Adam and Eve listened to Satan's logic, chose his knowledge and his way of thinking over God's, their children were predisposed or made susceptible to his perverted thinking also. Genesis chapter 6 verse 2 gives the account that the sons of God, angels, saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves, of all whom they chose. Enoch, the seventh from Adam, said it even more plainly. Enoch, chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. And it came to pass when the children of men had multiplied, that in those days were born unto them beautiful and comely daughters, and the angels, the children of the heaven, 
saw and lusted after them, and said to one another, Come, let us choose us wives from among the children of men, and beget us children. The blood of angels was now mixed with humanity. God was sorry he even made man. Genesis chapter 6, verses 6 and 7. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man, whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing, and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. You see, when the angels tired of the woman, they took other forms, and mated with the rest of creation also. Again, let us read from Enoch for a better understanding. In Enoch, chapter 7, verses 1 through 5, And all the others together with them took unto themselves wives, and each chose for himself one, and they began to go in unto them, and to defile themselves with them. Mankind had already rebelled in the garden. The angels were pure and holy until this act. And they taught them charms and enchantments and the cutting of roots and made them acquainted with plants, assimilated them into their culture. And they became pregnant, and they bare great giants, whose height was three thousand elds, who consumed all the acquisitions of men. And when men could no longer sustain them, the giants turned against them and devoured mankind. Cannibalism was introduced. And they began to sin against birds and beasts and reptiles and fish, sexually abused, and to devour one another's flesh and drink the blood. Again, turn to cannibalism. There was a man named Noah that did remain righteous, however, and God had mercy on him. He preserved Noah, his wife, their three sons, and their wives. Noah was of righteous genealogy, but the rest of the family had the infusion of the enemy's blood, which has been passed on to man today. Genesis chapter 6, verses 9 and verse 12. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations, not a mixed species. Noah walked with God, did not say this of the rest of his family, and would have had it been so, as God is not a respecter of persons. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. Now we understand why our natures are so at odds with the scriptures, why our ways are not God's, nor our thoughts like His. We see why children must be taught to be good. All born from Adam and Eve are an altered race. Not only that, everything man has done, the world they built, the systems that run it, everything has at its core, at its base, the knowledge of the enemy, the thinking of the first recorded fallen angel, Satan. This twisted knowledge has become the treasured wisdom of the world. 
If mankind was left to their own devices, the same two forces that caused chaos among the angels, lust and perversion, would be rationalized and through their warped thinking end up the annihilation of man. If there was no intervention, they would destroy themselves from the face of the earth. Lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and pride of life goad mankind to nuclear war, illicit relationships, broken marriages, murder, anger, and rage. What a horrendous mess has evolved, far from the perfect, harmonious, and beautiful lifestyle of the garden. Instead, the human race has been absorbed into the enemy's culture, designed with the express purpose of making man lawless, putting him at odds with God. People all over the earth are spiritually awaking, though. They see the terrible plight Satan has boxed man into and are looking for answers. In their search, they finally discovered the mental darkness shrouding sin and death was given birth through man's lawless choice of the enemy's knowledge. This is a very important nugget of truth because the reversal of this atrocity begins as they open their minds and hearts to God's knowledge. Wisdom can then find a place in their hearts to reveal the law of God that is written there to guide them back to perfection. Eternal light floods the minds of those that seek God's knowledge and feast on the word. And because of their love for him and their desire to be pleasing in his sight, they naturally come under the protective covering of his laws. They begin to answer the call to repent for what mankind has done, what he became, and the bedlam, confusion, and lawless disorder he caused. They see clearly the personal need to ask for forgiveness, for profaning his name, and bringing disgrace to the Godhead. The more of God's word consumed, the quicker the veil of deception slips from their eyes. As the mind reflects on the immensity of man's entanglement with the enemy and this world, one wonders how restoration and reversal could possibly take place. For instance, through no fault of their own, this generation is born a mixed species. The knowledge taught from the cradle on is that of the enemy. It's all they've ever known. Therefore, through man himself, the animals, plants, even the creepy crawly things have been grafted, cross-bred, altered from the original, and now belong to Satan. All of creation has been weakened, as the enemy's real desire is to kill and destroy. All along, man thought he was improving on the original and carrying out his own intentions. Man must admit, it would be a totally fatal situation for all creation if the Father was not sovereign. Thankfully, he has all knowledge, authority, and power, and is completely free of any external control. Satan has had 7,000 plus years to fulfill his dreams and aspirations, as has man. All the schemes, the intrigue, the trickery and cleverness ends with the Creator having the final say and the last laugh. It is really so simple. You see, 
The alterations brought about by the cross-breeding of species affected only the bodies of man, beast, plants, fowl, etc. At death, the spirits of those who believe in him return to the Creator, their rightful owner. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 7 and 8 Then the dust will return to the earth as it was, it's what bodies are made of. And the spirit will return to God, who gave it. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher, all is vanity. To think that any created being could outthink his creator. In other words, as Satan destroys them, they are returned to God. Everything God ever created is within his memory bank to renew. He knows every hair on the heads of man, sees every little sparrow where it falls. He gives them a body as he chooses and places them right back in his garden. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 35 and verse 38 But someone will say, How are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? But God gives it a body as he pleases and to each seed its own body. Think about this also. Jesus did not say to the thief on the cross, This day you will be in heaven with me. No, he said, This day you will be with me in paradise, the garden. In fact, Jesus himself was not destined to ascend to the Father in heaven for forty days after his resurrection. This world through the enemy's knowledge, has fostered so much false doctrine and spread so many lies that man has been virtually blinded to truth, exactly what Satan intended. But things are changing rapidly, and the tables are turned. At last, the plan of God for restoration looms into view, and the quest to become a part of his kingdom begins. The light of revelation is exposed in his lies, and God's people are growing in strength. Not only are they repenting, being born again new creatures, and filled with the Spirit of God, but there is more. As the Word and wisdom are embraced in their hearts, a whole new species of man was birthed. This new species, born through God's end-time knowledge, have entered into the Lord's blood covenant, becoming one blood, His kin. They are therefore incorruptible seedlings, firstlings of the new earth. These are the children of promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, heirs of the kingdom. All creation has been eagerly waiting for them to appear. When the trumpet announcing jubilee is blown, all that belonged to man in the beginning will be returned to them, and perfect harmony and order restored. Everything on earth will once again be after its own kind and be at peace with one another as the knowledge of God covers the earth. Isaiah chapter 11 verses 6 through 9 The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, the calf and the young lion, and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. 
The nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole, and the winged child shall put his hand in the viper's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. Again, this change takes place as man across the earth begins to choose the knowledge of God and His Word over Satan and the knowledge of the world. God provided for the restoration of all things before He rested from the conception and development of the original creation. The plan is already accomplished. This is what is meant by entering the rest of God. Man enters into God's predetermined accomplishments, His already completed plan. Ecclesiastes says it this way, at Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 9, That which has been is what will be, that which is done is what will be done, and there is nothing new under the sun. The new species therefore ceases from their works and allow the Lord's to work through them on behalf of the restoration of all creation. God's counsel never changes either. He told man in the garden, Don't touch. Don't eat of the wrong knowledge. Stay away from the enemy. Be separate. This applies to his new species as well. These are personal decisions man has to make in God's plan. He must choose God's salvation portion of his plan and be born again and filled with God's Spirit. Then he must seek God's knowledge, rejecting the world, to reverse the fall of Adam and Eve, and in this condition enter into Christ's blood covenant. Now he must choose to remain separated from the world and dedicate himself to remaining a child of God heir and citizen of the kingdom. God has already accomplished the rest. If man makes the correct choices, God's law guarantees his total restoration, spirit, soul, and body, and his sovereignty backs his law. In closing, for now the opportunity for restoration is open to everyone, but the world's own cruel and lethally destructive ways will be failed to God's people. And in fact, all creation, if the Lord does not judge and destroy it quickly. It seems man at the urging of Satan is determined to annihilate themselves. The spiritual trumpets blow warning. The end of wickedness, sin, and corruption is very, very near. The Lord, like a thief in the night, is at this moment gathering His own. Those that refuse to hear, change, and enter His rest are soon to wonder, What happened?